Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who's not lying to you about protecting democracy. We are five days out from the midterms. The top three issues facing voters are inflation, crime, and the border. Naturally, Joe Biden gives a primetime address last night on January the 6th. What would you do with the brain if you had one? Good question to ask him. We'll get into it with New York congressional candidate Mike Lawler, who reacts to claims by The View that New York has never been safer. The view is awful. My gosh, and since we're going to be doing comedy, uh, comedian Dave Landau, he's been following the Paul Pelosi saga. And i got to be honest, he has a lot of questions, uh, as do we. So 888-788-9910 if you have answers. This, of course, an audio safe space for cool people. You can agree with the host. You could disagree with the host. It doesn't really matter, okay? All we ever ask is that you don't be a... That is it. Happy Thursday. We are off and running. It's a big Thursday episode of the show. Uh, I made my in-studio debut this morning on Fox & Friends. Uh, it was on Fox & Friends first, bright and early, but then a little bit later in the morning, we were on Fox & Friends. Uh, and I sat down with the great Steve Ducey. If you missed it, we posted on the Fox Across America Facebook page. We were, of course, talking about the White House because what went on last night, that Joe Biden primetime address at Union Station? That was embarrassing. I got to be honest, man. This is crazy stuff. This is crazy stuff. And we're just going to jump right in and we're going to do it to it. As the kids say, we will open, of all things, of all things, we will open with a clip from CNN who said it best. CNN is the worst. They, they, they are, okay? But give them credit where credit is due. Don Lemon said the quiet part out loud last night on CNN, okay? He said nobody... Nobody, as we close in on the election, nobody wants to be seen with Joe Biden. Here it is, clip 19. He is not going to the places that you're seeing former President Obama go to. No. It's because of that approval rating. And a lot of people are not, you know, they don't want to be seen with the president, quite frankly. And they don't want to even answer the question about whether they should be um, running with him or right, having, having him on the campaign trail or if they'll support him come 2020. Yeah, Biden sucks. Long story short, he sucks. He's terrible. Okay, the approval rating is historically low. Okay, nobody in any of the key battleground states. We've been joking about this all week. The guy got sent to Florida the other day. 
Joe Biden gave a speech in Florida. It's a double digit gap. DeSantis is up 15, which means he's probably going to win by 20. Marco Rubio is up about 10, which means he's probably going to win by about 15. That race doesn't matter, but they sent Joe Biden there anyway. I don't remember that ever happening. Why? Because they're trying to keep up the appearance that this is a popular president. But if this was a popular president... Last night, he would have been talking about his record. I think he's got a point. Okay, was Joe Biden talking about his record? The answer would be no. No, he was talking about January 6th. That's what he was talking about. Again, top three issues in the country, inflation, crime, the border. Biden's like, I've got it. We'll yell about January 6th. What an idiot. And that's what he did. And I'm going to give you some of the clips, but I just want you to understand where we are here. Okay, when it comes to the whole election denier thing, everybody on Biden's team, his entire cabinet, his entire cabinet are a bunch of election deniers. Okay, the entire cabinet. Okay, Corinne Jean-Pierre has tweeted at least 12 times about the 2016 election being stolen and the Stacey Abrams Georgia election being stolen with her exact verbatim words. The election was stolen. I read you the tweet yesterday about the Trump presidency. Fake votes, fake Trump, unprecedented, stolen election. That's what she tweeted. Okay, but there's Biden out there last night. After years of Hillary Clinton saying 2016 was stolen, after years of Kamala saying 2016 was stolen, never mind that 33 Democrats did not attend Donald Trump's inauguration because they said the election was stolen. But now they turn around this many years later and they go, oh, we got to watch it. You know, these guys are going to be talking about stolen elections. That's just how white folks will do you. It's bananas. Okay, first and foremost, you have every right on earth to question anything you want in this country. Okay, it's America. You have freedom of speech. Question whatever the hell you want. If, If people don't have faith in our democracy, it's because the people running it have not instilled faith in us. Democrats spent four years saying 2016 was stolen. So Republicans will probably spend the next four years saying 2020 was stolen. And at no point will the losing side ever buy in again. I mean, understand, for all the gaslighting about protecting democracy, when the Democrats get their ass handed to them on Tuesday, the first thing they're going to do is they're going to come out and say it was stolen. He knows what he's talking about. That's all this was, was a preemptive strike. Hey, I know we told you about protecting democracy. Well, it turns out these mega, mega Republicans are up to no good. That's what they're going to turn around and say. Okay, so understand, we get the hypocrisy. We're used to it now. It's baked into the cake. We got the desperation. Okay, Biden is in a really desperate place. We have reached the say anything portion of the relationship. You know when the woman's walking out on the man? So he just starts making big promises. Oh, baby, where you going, baby? I was about to lower gas prices. Oh, baby, where you going now? It's about to get inflation. Oh, girl, where you going, girl? And baby's out the door. Baby doesn't care. She's done. Baby has already signed a new lease on a new apartment. Biden is finished. Okay? But the actual strategic gambit, you understand, he's a traditional politician. They are spending tens of millions of dollars to advise this guy on what path to take as we close the midterms. This is the closing message. Okay, biggest issue is the economy. Second biggest issue is crime. Third biggest issue is the border. He does not mention any of them. Not one. Okay, the things people are going to the the polls to vote on, not one of them comes up. Instead, he starts yelling at you about, oh, you know, white supremacy and Paul Pelosi. It's bananas. 
Okay, and for all this yelping about undermining faith and democracy, not only did the Democrats say the 2016 election was stolen, but let's not forget that Joe Biden himself, okay, Joe Biden himself flat out said that we were going to have voter suppression in this election. This is Jim Crow on steroids, what they're doing in in Georgia and 40 other states. So does that not undermine faith in democracy? To say it's Jim Crow on steroids? They're subverting elections? You better vote Democrat. Our democracy is in danger. So what we need is one-party rule. Okay, that was essentially the speech last night. Well, democracy's in trouble, so you can't vote for anybody but us ever again. Yo, that's clown stuff. Listen to this Biden clip. You talk about the death of shame. I mean, he is what a just a pathetic, just a pathetic, weak man. Okay, I don't begrudge him his age. I don't begrudge him the fact that the elevator doesn't go all the way to the top floor. Biden's lost his marbles. True story. Okay, but so am I. I'm going to lose my marbles. Most people would argue I never had my marbles. So I'm not here to begrudge anybody their health. But when it comes to the shamelessness, when it comes to the lying, okay, this guy is breaking records. Like, you've never seen anything like this. The White House Twitter account got fact-checked yesterday because Biden continues to lie about what? Well, senior citizens are getting their biggest cost of living increase in 10 years. But what he's not factoring in is that Social Security only goes up because it's tethered to inflation. So you're getting your biggest cost of living increase in 10 years because you're getting your biggest increase in the cost of goods in 40 years. Okay, meaning your boost in Social Security doesn't even keep up with inflation. Biden is such a disaster. Just lying his ass off. Just the long, old, droopy balls of this guy. Listen to this. Here it is. Clip one. The issue couldn't be clearer in my view. We, the people, must decide whether we'll have fair and free elections. And every vote counts. We, the people, must decide whether we're going to sustain a republic where reality is accepted, the law is obeyed, and your vote is truly sacred. You are the lowest form of life on earth. You're so ugly you can be a modern art masterpiece. Are you little maggots? You make me want to vomit. Yo, we've got to decide if we're going to have free and fair elections. That's what we've got to decide. No, we don't. The elections are fine. Okay, if people have questions about 2020, okay, first of all, if they say 2020 is stolen, they're just no different than the Democrats. But second of all, if they don't have questions about 2020, they're idiots. Okay, we voted in an unprecedented manner. I'm not saying it was stolen. I don't have that proof. I'm a very responsible broadcaster. But I will sit here and talk to you about the fact that we voted in a way that we'd never done before. And to be clear, we voted in a way when it comes to mail-in voting. That every single Democrat, including the New York Times, not only Nancy Pelosi spoke out against it, not only Chuck Schumer, not only, you know, Jerry Jerry Nadler, Fat Jerry Nadler, as Trump calls him, but even the New York Times, as recently as 2015, said there is widespread fraud in mail-in voting. Oh, wow. Think about that. We've talked about it before. They were all against mail-in voting till they weren't. Why? Because they knew nobody was going to show up and support Biden. Okay, Biden didn't campaign. Nobody cared. On the off chance that he had an event, nobody showed up. Okay, so you understand what they did is they worked around state legislatures and they changed laws in an effort to boost turnout. You got ballot harvesting. You got 24-hour drop boxes. 
You got universal mail-in voting in some states. Understand, we were joking here in New York. We got eight, eight mail-in ballots sent to our house, basically for every adult that has ever lived here, the previous family that lived here, the family that lived before for them. Okay, we got eight mail-in ballots in our house, and we only have two adults. And to be clear, I think Jenny Fallon would argue that we only have one adult in this house, <laughs> and it's her. But point being, okay, eight mail-in ballots. There was nothing stopping us from filling out all eight of them and sending them in. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say it happened in other places, too. I don't have the answers to that, but I do know we voted in a way we had never voted in before. So when you start saying things like, oh, how dare you question, this was the safest election ever. Anybody who tells you that is a liar, number one. But anybody who tells you that's the biggest issue facing our country right now is an idiot. Number two. Bingo. But here is Biden trying to sell us on this idea. No, you don't understand. We vote by mail now. It just takes longer. It's just that's that's the gig. Okay, you're going to spend more time voting in this day and age. Okay, because mail in ballots, that's how it's supposed to work. Clip five. We know that more and more ballots are cast in early voting or by mail in America. We know that many states don't start counting those ballots until after the polls close on November 8th. That means in some cases we won't know the winner of the election for a few days until a few days after the election. It takes time to count all legitimate ballots in a legal and orderly manner. It's always been important for citizens in democracy to be informed and engaged. Now it's important for citizens to be patient as well. That's how it's supposed to work. <laughs> that's, how, <laughs> that's how this is supposed to work. No, it's not. Okay, this isn't normal. I don't ever for a second be pressured into saying this is normal. Florida has the third biggest population in America. Of any state in America, they count all their votes in one day. All their votes. They count the mail-in votes. They count the regular votes. They have strict rules over when they can be mailed in. Okay, only since COVID, only since the Democrats rewrote the rules on everything, have we heard that Election Day is now Election Week, it's now Election Month, it's now Election Year. And if you have questions with any of that, you're some type of a white supremacist Jim Crow enthusiast. That's what we're being sold right now. This is bananas. When you look around the world, countries, okay, countries hold elections and count all their votes in one day. I'm not talking about states. People always say, oh, you know. Over here in America, of course, of course we can have an election in one day. We've got 330 million people. Italy only has 67 million people. So, of course, we can have it one day, and they can't. No, 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 but that's the point you miss. You see, we don't vote in one giant election. We vote in 50 individual state elections. And we don't have one state with a population as big as 67 million. So do you understand what the standard we have set in this country? Yes, is going to make people skeptical, number one. Okay, number two, it's a farce to say it can't be done in one day because they're doing it in one day all over the world, even with mail-in ballots. But getting past election integrity and everything else he yelled at us about last night is the fact that nobody gives a rat's you-know-what about January 6th and protecting democracy. Okay, democracy's fine. And that's what Joe Biden is so worried about. Because in a healthy, functioning democracy, his record's going to matter. And here's a newsflash for you. His record sucks. You're absolutely... 
A show with substance and style. This is my oldest guy in the boy band look. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. He's a good-looking Italian. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. A lot of you aren't familiar with Ron Klain. Ron Klain is the White House Chief of Staff for Joe Biden. He's one of the biggest idiots on Twitter, and he's like the George Conway of this administration. Remember the slob who was always yelling about Trump, married to Kellyanne, and Kellyanne's wonderful. I've met her. She's brilliant. I enjoy talking to her, but I do not hold her husband in the highest regard as a political pundit. Of course, you know, we're grading on a very high standard here, being you're going to compare everybody to yourself. I'm obviously, you know, amazing on TV. Wow, it is a tough crowd. Okay, but Ron Klain was on TV this morning, and he was explaining why Biden went in the direction he did with scaring everybody about protecting our democracy. Clip six. The president decided a few days ago that it was important to uh, uh, issue one final warning on this issue to make very clear, to leave no doubt, uh, that we have people out there still peddling the big lie. People uh, uh, now raising the issue of election denial in this election. Uh, and, of course, uh, the horrible incident uh, uh, involving Speaker Pelosi and her family, mm-hmm. uh, you know, showing the rising threat of political violence. What's an idiot? Folks, do we have any proof whatsoever, any proof that what happened to poor Paul Pelosi and we wish him well? But do we have any proof that was political violence? The answer would be no. We're going to be discussing that in the next hour with Dave Landau. It's laughable. Okay, but they're doubling down on this because, precisely because of the Paul Pelosi incident. They want to get out there and piggyback off that to say, see, it's already happening. The Republicans question things and people get beat up. Never mind, if we're just going to be clear. Hillary Clinton, okay, is already on record, is saying Republicans have a plan in place to steal the 2024 election. Get her out. Get her out of here. Not even this election. The next election. That's where we're at. That's how big the double standard is. Okay, but Joy Reid also chimed in in this intellectual race to the bottom. Here she is, clip 10. It seems to me to be a problem that the only person who felt the need to give a national address to call upon Americans to do something that seems pretty basic, to accept the results of elections. But it's only coming from the leader of the party that already does accept elections, right? That already does accept the results of uh, when they lose. Hillary Clinton did that already. You know, President Obama called Donald Trump when he became his successor. He, He even said he wasn't happy about it, but he did it. Hillary Clinton accepted the results of the election. As I've been telling candidates who have come to see me, you can run the best campaign, you can even become the nominee, and you can have the election stolen from you. Oh, really? Because I thought she accepted the results as legitimate, free, and fair. Never mind that Stacey Abrams still hasn't conceded to this day. 
But there's Joy Reid. Now, only Biden would talk about accepting results because no one else would, because no one else cares, because no one else believes this is an issue. People think the economy is an issue. People think crime is an issue. And you know what people think most of all? Joy Reid is a race-baiting loser. Out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton with Row. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my <laughs> name is Chad. His name is Jonathan. But you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And man, oh boy, oh man, did I get a kick out of this next story. I covered it this morning on Fox and Friends first. And then we got to do an updated version of the story on Fox and Friends. Me and the great Steve Ducey sat down. It is on the Fox Across America Facebook page. If you didn't see the hit, check it out. You always get a kick out of watching me on TV because you can tell I'm sucking it in the whole time. (laughs) Just I'm wearing blue, trying to match my jacket to my eyes so I don't look like I'm 700 pounds on on TV. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. I disagree. I've had a wonderful time being fat, drunk, and stupid in my adult life. But when it comes to what's going on at the White House... We're talking about a weapons-grade level of stupidity. So the White House yesterday, for the first time in the history of the Democratic Party, and man, oh boy, oh man, did I enjoy this, and you should enjoy it too. The White House posted a tweet yesterday, and for the first time ever, they got fact-checked. They got fact-checked by Twitter. Let the crowd applause roll. That was amazing. And it's a really big problem for the Democrats. They weren't ready for this. This is not a battle they're prepared to fight. And I mean this. Okay, the whole Democratic MO in the age of social media is to lie, is to scapegoat and race bait, and then have big tech oligarchs censor anybody that pushes back on the regime narrative. Understand, that's how this whole thing has worked. Oh, the Hunter Biden laptop is fake. But meanwhile, back at the ranch, the FBI, the director of national intelligence, both told us it was real. The New York Post corroborated their stories. The New York Post brought back a witness, brought him forward. He was on Tucker Carlson, Tony Bobulinski, Hunter Biden's business partner, who said not only did Biden know about Hunter's transactions, but he was actually out there and he was getting a cut of the money. Are you the big man, Joe? Okay, so understand, they used big tech to stifle the truth is what they did. Think of the COVID lab leak theory. You got thrown off of Twitter if you said COVID originated in a lab. Why? Because Fauci didn't want any attention paid to the fact that it originated in a Wuhan lab. Why? Because we were funding the research in that Wuhan lab. Okay? That's why Fauci covered it up. He should be behind bars. A lot of people feel that way. But then you move forward with the vaccine. Hey, vaccine is not stopping anybody from getting COVID. Okay, what did this administration do? They had Twitter. They had Facebook kick anybody off of social media who said the vaccine didn't stop you from getting COVID. Okay, and it was just based on what? Nothing in the research department. We only know that because the head of Pfizer International testified to European Parliament a month ago that they didn't even test. They didn't even test that vaccine to see if it stopped transmission 
when they marketed it to us as a vaccine. Now, a vaccine stops transmission. If the whole pitch is, well, you're still going to get COVID, but you'll do better if you have COVID. Okay. That's a therapeutics, not a vaccine. Shouldn't be using the name. But they were comfortable, again, banning you from social media if you raised that issue. So you understand, Joe Biden's only the president because social media was able to take away your free speech rights online. Okay? Joe Biden is only the president because they killed the Hunter Biden laptop story. When, when you read that 15% of Biden voters would have changed their vote, okay, had they known the Hunter Biden laptop story, you're talking about 12 to 14 million votes in an election that was decided by about 50,000 votes. Do you understand? These lies are very important to the White House. And if they're going to get fact-checked, they've got a big problem on their hands. So yesterday the White House tweeted an embarrassing tweet. They tweeted that, thanks to Joe Biden, senior citizens are getting their biggest Social Security increase in 10 years. And you're like, wow, that sounds good. Way to go, Biden. Okay, yeah, no, biggest in 10 years. I love it. And then what do you find out? Well, it's only going up. Because it's tethered to the rising cost of inflation, a law signed by Richard Nixon in 1972, which means your Social Security is only increasing because of how poor of a job Joe Biden is doing on inflation. Okay, that's why it's going up. So Twitter added that context to the White House tweet. They said, well, it's you know worth pointing out that you're only getting a Social Security increase because you're getting an inflation increase, meaning you're not getting a Social Security increase. Yeah, the money's going up, but so is the cost of everything else. So dollars for dollars, you're not any better off than you would have been. You're getting screwed by this administration. Biden is such a disaster. But stick with me. They deleted the tweet. Rather than getting called out on their lie, because they don't have an answer for this stuff. They're used to lying and getting away with it. So rather than getting called out on their lie and offering some type of a rebuttal, they just flat deleted the tweet, which is, in my book, just hilarious is what it is. <laughs> because we've never seen this before. Okay? That's where we are now. We're five days before an election, and the October surprise is freedom of speech. The October surprise is that Elon Musk closed the Twitter deal in the middle of October, and people are now allowed to say whatever the hell they want, which is a really big liability. This is the part you have to understand about me. If you're listening for the first time and you were just changing the radio station, you're like, I don't really do politics, but this, this show sounds a little nuts. Is that really the host? Maybe the real host is tied up in a room and this lunatic that sounds like he gets paid in Tide Pods and cheap tequila has hijacked the show. I should listen to how this is going to play out. The cops are going to barrel in any moment now and drag this guy off the air. I want to be here for this, honey. Don't change the station. If you happen to be that couple, if you happen to be those people riding along on the highway right now, whether you're alone, you're with somebody, I, you know, you could be driving along with somebody in his underwear swinging a hammer. I don't, I'm not going to yuck anybody's yum. I know everybody rolls differently in this day and age based on what I've been following. Okay, but understand, I am not a political activist. I am a talk show host. I say it every day. I mean it every day. I am raising a child. Okay, I have a wife. Okay, I'm a 45-year-old man who plays video games. I am not an activist. Activism takes energy. You got to get out there. You got to campaign. You got to protest. I just want to talk about the issues facing the country, give everybody a forum where they can weigh in and feel safe doing so. And at the end of the day, it's over. 
When the show when the show's done, yeah, I'll hit you up on Twitter or Facebook, whatever. But I'm done. That's the gig. I'm a talk show host. I don't care who wins the elections if the country does well. Unfortunately, the country's not doing well right now. We've got a 40-year high in inflation. The border's overrun. Crime is through the roof. Nobody can afford gas. And baby formula has spiked by 221% if you can even get baby formula because there are still parts of the country where you can't. But nobody in the media is even talking about it because it could be problematic to the Democratic Party. So they're like, yeah, we'll just skip that one. But understand, I'm making this point because I want to explain something to you. I want to explain that every one of Joe Biden's deliverables, things that he wants you to consider an improvement based on his presidency, every single one of his deliverables is some type of a fraud. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. Now, let me explain. This is not just me baselessly. I hate Democrats. There's a fraud. No, that's not what I'm doing. Okay, start with the inflation tweet. The White House got fact-checked so hard, they deleted the tweet. Why? Because the full context of that tweet is senior citizens getting a Social Security increase because it's tethered to inflation as it has been since 1972. So you understand, as I said earlier, Social Security is going up because inflation is going up higher. So, yeah, you're getting a little more money. I know that's good because it'll help with the cost of goods, but you're only getting it because of how problematic the cost of goods happens to be, meaning these guys screwed up. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. When you're right, you're right. You're right. So that deliverable is a fraud because you're not getting more money. You're getting less money based on the cost of goods. Let me give you another deliverable, okay? Job creation. The Biden administration wants you to believe, oh, we've created 10 million jobs. <laughs> Okay, they have not created any jobs. They have recovered jobs. And I want you to hear me out here. Okay, the pandemic shut down entire sectors of our economy. Couldn't take a cruise. People weren't flying on planes. Okay, you weren't going to theme parks. You weren't going to ball games. They didn't have any fans there. Okay, that was a thing. With entire sectors of our economy, people working at home, there were no more hotel jobs. Okay, you didn't have as any you didn't have any restaurant jobs because you couldn't go out to eat. You didn't have any theater jobs because you couldn't go to the theater, whether it was a movie theater or it was a Broadway play. Couldn't do those things anymore. Okay, all social activities, that entire sector of our economy was shut down during the pandemic. Okay, when the economy eventually reopened and those people got their old jobs back. Okay, those were not new jobs. Those were not created jobs. That was you getting your old job back. So did Biden actually create a job? The answer would be no. No. Okay, I've made this analogy a million times. I made it on Fox and Friends today. Okay, if Jenny Fallow wises up and throws me and Lincoln out of the house, and she might. We gave her such a hard time about dinner last night, undeservedly so. We just felt like busting her balls. But we gave her such a hard time. (laughs) She'd be well within our rights to throw us out of the house like she would be. okay. but if Jenny throws me and Lincoln, my son, out of the house, okay, and we go live in a car for a week or we hole up in my office at Fox till we run out of booze. okay? if she lets us back in at the end of the week, we didn't get a new house. We just got let back into the old one. okay? bottom line. So when Biden makes this claim, oh, we've created 10 million jobs, that's a fraud. That's not the truth. They didn't create those jobs. They just, people got their old jobs back. These are not jobs in addition to the jobs that existed. These are the jobs that went away going back. So this is a fraudulent deliverable. Let me give you another one, gas prices. 
Biden wants you to believe, oh, gas prices are down. Hey, are you ready for this? Gas prices were $2.39 when he took office. Is anyone anywhere in America right now paying two thirty-nine for gas? Are you kidding me? Okay, gas right now on average around the country is $1.50 higher than it was when he took office. So when he says gas prices are down, yeah, they're down from the all-time high he brought them to. But they're still a dollar fifty a gallon more. If you got a twenty gallon tank of gas, you're paying an extra thirty dollars for a tank of gas under Joe Biden. Thirty dollars. Okay, at one point it was forty five when gas was a dollar fifty higher than it is now. And if you're paying for diesel right now, all my truckers listening right now, my God, I, I pray for you guys. Okay, I understand what you're paying for a gallon of diesel right now, which will ultimately get passed on to every other American in the cost of increased goods. Okay, this stuff was only lowered, okay, from its all-time high to where it is now, which is still way too high, because Biden decimated our strategic petroleum reserves, our SPRs. Now, understand, strategic petroleum reserves are there for an act of war. You know, if somebody decimates our production ability in war, our production capability, or if, in fact, we get hit with a storm, an act of God, something from Mother Nature or birthing person nature, if you're a Democrat. Okay, that's what the strategic petroleum reserves are for. Okay, sadly, they're now at a 40 year low because this guy artificially lowered the cost of gas by flooding the market with reserves that are reserved for things other than politics. But he de- he deployed them for politics because we've got midterms coming and he didn't want you to take it out on him that you can't afford a gallon of gas without turning tricks behind the gas station. So that's where we find ourselves right now. Biden's three biggest deliverables, job creation, senior citizen cost of living increases. We brought down gas. Never mind that he's claiming winning for the fact that gas is $1.50 higher than it was when the guy actually took office. He still wants you to believe that that's some type of a win. You're lying your ass up. He really is. But are you ready for the biggest one? You know, because Biden's obviously campaigning hard for seniors. They're a reliable voting block. They show up to vote. They appreciate their, you know, civic rights. They appreciate their civic duty. Okay, seniors who grew up in this country know how lucky they are to have grown up in this country. They grew up in an era where they saw what was going on in the rest of the world and realized every single day that they got out of bed in this country, they had hit the lottery. That's why the greatest generation went over and roughed up the Nazis. Okay, that's what they did. They saved Private Ryan. This generation is watching Private Ryan on Netflix and complaining that the cast isn't inclusive enough. That's what's going on now. Never mind that the generation that saved Private Ryan is now be- and, and went over there and defeated fascism is now getting called a bunch of MAGA fascists by Joe Biden. Like, your grandparents saved us from the Nazis. Joe Biden's calling you one of the Nazis. And it doesn't quite square, but this is the type of desperation, this is the kind of disgusting, divisive rhetoric that we've gotten used to from this White House. But let me give you this, because Biden aggressively courts seniors. He keeps saying, oh, Republicans are going to wipe out Social Security. They're going to cut Social Security. Yo, the Washington Post, the Washington Post, which, by the way, is a phenomenal newspaper if you're out of litter in your cat's litter box. Allow me. That paper stock, meow, cat loves it every time. But the Washington Post, which is as left-wing as they come, flat out gave Biden four Pinocchios, biggest lie rating they can give a politician for claiming Republicans are going to cut Social Security. They're not going to do that. That's not the plan. That's not in the offing. Okay, that's not an option. But Biden's trying to run on that. He's also trying to run on another fraudulent deliverable, which is what? Oh, we've got we've capped the price of insulin. 
Do you know the price of insulin was capped under Trump? And Biden let it expire when he took office simply so he could claim he lowered the price of insulin. Politics 101. The guy's been in Washington since Washington. Okay, you take the easy wins where you can get them. Okay, the problem they're having now is there are no easy wins left on social media. You can't lie and get away with it anymore. And it's phenomenal for us. It's phenomenal for people who want to have an honest conversation. But do you know who it sucks for? It sucks for Joe Biden because the guy's got nothing. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. The show that's not afraid to hit the road. The stars at night are big and bright. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Comedian Dave Landau coming up in the next hour. William coming up right now. He is in South Bend, Indiana. Yo, William. Hey, Jimmy, thanks for taking my call. So earlier you played a clip from uh, one of Biden's, I think, press secretary this morning, and he said, Uh well, President Biden just wanted to take, uh, decided to take one more uh, chance to talk to the American public about uh, losing our democratic, democracy, democracy, excuse me, thank you, yes. So, and you know what? That's about as far from the truth as can be. Biden doesn't even know what day it is, let alone <laughs> he's going to come up with something like this that he wants to say that, uh, again, what condition uh, uh-huh. or what the Republicans are doing to the democracy. So um, along with that, then and I'm looking at, I'm going, okay, so they, were, they approached him. Um, uh, Chuck Schumer approached him on the tarmac when he had landed like last week. The Federal thing, right? About, when he when he said the debate didn't hurt us as much as we thought. Yeah, it didn't. And you know what? And they're talking to and Joe Biden's going, okay, he has no idea what he's even talking about. He, I mean, <laughs> and then I and I can't help this, and I wanted to say this for some time. And his wife, I mean, how pathetic that she wanted to get in the White House that bad. She knows what kind of condition he's in, but yet she goes along with it and says that she wants him to run again. Yeah, oh, my no. gosh. Shame. This, this, it really is. It just is unbelievable that everything they keep saying, well, Joe Biden's doing this. It's, he's doing nothing more than raising his hand when they pull the string. He's doing nothing more than raising his leg when they pull the string. He's nothing but a puppet to them. He doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, most so, times he... Most times you're right. He looks like he doesn't know what's going on. But you know what? He likes those ice cream cones. You know how they take him out for ice cream like once a week and do the photo op? Yeah. If you're a good boy, we'll take you for ice cream, Joe. <laughs> but this is what I'm saying. It's like if I was his age and I really didn't know where I was, I would probably do what he's doing because I'd want my damn waffle cone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Was I a good boy? I did what you wanted. (laughs) Yo, we're being extorted by, like, Baskin-Robbins right now. It's a waffle cone is running our country. This isn't good. Can we make it a double dipper? (laughs) (laughs) William, just get out there and call everybody a white supremacist. We'll have a waffle cone waiting for you in South Bend when you get back. Great call, brother. Really funny stuff. Dave Landau, comedian in his own right. I don't know if he can follow William, but he'll join us next. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go, here we go, getting ready for a big hour 
a plus-sized hour. You can't say big anymore. It's a plus-sized hour of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be talking with comedian Dave Landau, my man Diamond Dave. He's at the Tampa Improv this weekend. You can watch him Friday and Saturday. But when he's not slanging jokes down in Tampa, he is watching this ever-changing narrative about Paul Pelosi. The man has a lot of questions, and we're going to answer them in this hour because it's America, and we're supposed to have freedom of speech. So don't yell at me about violence or mega maga or anything in between. I'll issue a qualifier off the tippy top of the show, which is that, of course, I wish Paul Pelosi the absolute best of luck with his health. Okay, I also wish the best of luck to anybody who takes what the FBI tells them at face value, because I got to be honest with you, if you believe everything that comes out of the mouths of the FBI, you're kind of an idiot. Okay, correct the mundo. Okay, the listen. I don't know the answer. I do know that right now at the tippy top of the hour, there's a Washington Post editorial out right now that says we can't, the FBI should not release the footage. The Secret Service should not release the surveillance video from the Pelosi house because according to them, that will only lead to more conspiracies. That was the worst thing I ever heard. Are you serious? All right, well, we got, you know, people are speculating about this Pelosi thing. We shouldn't show them what happened. That'll only lead to more spec. Wait, what? That's, we have speculation because we're not getting straight answers. It went from there were three guys in the house. Two of them happened to be in their underwear when the cops showed up. One of them let the cops into the house. The other two guys in their underwear started beating each other up with hammers. That was the original story. Now, the story has been adjusted by the San Francisco PD and the FBI. And again, I'm not telling you I have the details, but I am telling you everything out of this FBI is sketchy. Okay, we've watched them interfere in our own elections when it comes to the Hunter Biden laptop story, when it comes to the Mueller probe that they themselves were criminally charged for falsifying documents to get FISA warrants to spy on President Trump when they themselves aided and abetted the big tech oligarchs in killing the Hunter Biden laptop story. I'm sorry to bring this stuff up a lot, but the point is the reason people don't trust the FBI, are you ready for it, is the FBI. Okay, it's not because of mega maga, white supremacy or election deniers. Come on, man. The FBI is the reason nobody trusts the FBI. Bingo. Okay, so we'll get into that and you'll have every right to ask questions. And who knows how this plays out? I don't. But we're still doing the America thing on the show. It's called Fox Across America. So we pretend it's America where there's a First Amendment and you can speak and you don't have to get upset. Nobody's going to get canceled. You don't have to run for it. Mom, I don't like his views. So shut up. Who cares? They're words. Come on, man. People are getting bombed around the world. People are starving to death. You're living in a country with a 35-year high in murders. Do you, maybe, I don't know, we should prioritize, I don't know, maybe something besides words. Do you remember, like, sticks and stones will break my bones and names will never hurt me? Now it's the other way around. It's like you can throw rocks at the Secret Service outside the White House. You could, you know, attack the cops. Just don't misgender anybody's pronouns, okay? Because if you do that, we're going to have a really big problem on our hands. That's the world we're living in now. It's bananas, but it's not bananas in here. So 888-788-9910. The thing we're questioning right now is the conversation that was started in the last hour. Twitter is now fact-checking the White House. For the first time in the history of social media, this is a big problem for the Democrats. Why? Because their M.O. has been to lie 
and then count on big tech to protect the lie. Hey, you got to ban anybody who says COVID vaccines don't stop you from getting COVID. Hey, you got to ban anybody who says the Hunter Biden laptop story is real. That's been the M.O. this whole time. So because they no longer have that protection, they're in really big trouble right now. I mean, huge trouble when you talk to this administration. I agree with that. And that's why Biden is trotting out things. Like, oh, election deniers. Gave a speech last night. Didn't mention the top three issues in the country. Yo, the top three issues in the country are the economy, okay, crime, and the border. You can throw on fuel prices at four, but that's also, you know, part and parcel of the economy. Biden's out there talking about protecting democracy. Yo, democracy's fine. It's not going anywhere. The only reason anybody has doubts about democracy is Biden wants you to believe it's perfectly normal for election day to last a month. That was never the case in this country. It's not the case anywhere else in the world. A state like Florida, which has the third biggest population in the country, can count all their votes in a day, including the mail-in ballots. Okay, but these big box Democratic states, they're telling us in Pennsylvania, hey, if you think Fetterman's slow, where do you see the vote count? It's going to take forever. That's what they're telling us. But why is he focused on those things? I said it earlier. You'll hear it a lot from other people as well. they got a really bad record right now. They don't have any deliverables for the American people. Which is why when you see Obama out there campaigning for the Democrats, it's really hilarious because he's on the trail just telling like half truths to try to get people excited. He Obama on the campaign trail, he looks like a guy giving a best man speech for a couple that he knows shouldn't be getting married. Tell him like it is. That's what he said. Yeah, you know, the Joe and Kamala, the Democrat just takes a shot. Well, you know, the MAGA Republican, they're bad. He takes a shot. He doesn't believe in this mission. He doesn't want to be out there. He doesn't want to be meeting with TikTok stars under their desks. If you saw that embarrassing video going around, Obama right now looks like a cat getting a bath. Flat ears, just sitting there in the sink, loathing everybody who put him up to this. He does not want to do this because he knows better. Obama, for whatever you think of the guy, okay, is an overrated president. He had the media in his pocket. He didn't do anything of, of good, lasting consequence for this country. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. Everybody who tells you the Affordable Care Act is the biggest joke of all time because health care premiums have gone up 300%. Since they passed the Affordable Care Act. Yes, if you were getting a subsidy from the government, congratulations, you got a subsidy from a government. But here's a newsflash. You were always going to get that subsidy from the government. Okay, what Obama did to everybody else who wasn't eligible for that subsidy is he gave him a big boot in the ass when it comes to paying for health care. Okay, there are no lasting signature accomplishments you can point to accomplishments and say, yeah, this guy did a good job. Okay, that's just the reality of that presidency. Okay, but he's still not a dumb guy. He's still not a guy that doesn't come off as cool socially. So when he's out there trying to sell a party that's delivered a 40-year high in inflation, a massive spike in black death because of defunding police, you know, the fentanyl getting everybody killed, the fuel crisis, the shortage of baby formula, he's not out there enthusiastic about this. He's mailing it in. He doesn't want to be there. And I don't blame him for wanting to be there. I mean, seriously, I'd look like a cat, too, if you made me campaign for these idiots. Let's get back to the phone. Uh, Anthony in Burlington, Vermont, he's listening on VMT. Yo, Anthony. Hey, Jimmy, I just want to say, first of all, I love the mullet shot on your Facebook post. Awesome. <laughs> uh, Good. <laughs> the point I do the point I do want to bring up though is I, I have to say that you and Twitter are both wrong about taking down that uh tweet that he put out, the White House put out. Okay. Um point being is that if the 
Social Security is tied into inflation. The White House has just admitted that Biden is the cause of it, and we could all agree with that. Boom. You're right. But he didn't admit that in the tweet. That's why they fact checked him, because he Uh, just tried to take credit for the increase. The reason the fact check is there is it says people should understand that the increase occurred because of a trigger that kicks in based on a 1972 law that Richard Nixon signs, making Social Security increase proportional to inflation. So, yeah, they didn't own that part. That's why they got called out. But you're right to say by highlighting the increase, he is drawing attention to an area where he's senior citizens, which is crazy. I mean, normally he walks around sniffing little kids. He doesn't seem interested in screwing the seniors, but here he is. And by the way, that mullet, so you know, uh, it is fake. Uh, it's a funny picture. I had a woman message me uh, on that Fox Across America Facebook page telling me I need a more professional shot. It doesn't look good. And I was like, dude, it's fake. It's okay. It's a joke. And she was like, still, I don't care. So, Anthony, I may need you to make a few phone calls for me on the side. All right, man? I'll do that next time you're in the Spank Puppy here. Definitely. <laughs> we'll be back at the Spank Puppy. We're doing it in the spring. Good talk, buddy. I'll see you soon. There he goes. Uh, Evan is in Boston, Massachusetts. Yo, Evan. Yo, Jimmy. How are you? My man, it's a big Thursday today. Uh, I'm, I'm loopy. I was on TV at 4 o'clock this morning, so I'm wide awake. But you know when your brain's been in use for too long and it's just like, you know, I, ba- I basically am. I'm Jim Fetterman right now. I'm, <laughs> I can't get through a sentence, but work with me. I'm. I'm right there with you. My brain's so fried, I thought it was Friday, and I was going get to a, get a chance to talk to the chimp, old Lincoln Fela. <laughs> oh, that's a cheap shot. Lincoln Fela will be on tomorrow, though, I can confirm. Hey, speaking of John Fetterman, what would be worse for Pennsylvania, the Phillies and the Eagles winning championships this year, or Fetterman winning uh, his election? <laughs> Isn't it funny that Jill Biden went to a Phillies game last night and they got no hit? Some good luck charm she is. They actually threw a no-hitter. The night before, they hit five home runs. They win 7 nothing. Jill Biden shows up. No hits. I mean, that's fascinating. Is that not a metaphor for the whole presidency? That's the Phillies fans not showing support for. (laughs) That's too funny. Well, listen, the joke's on them because it's going to take three months to count the votes in Philly. And Fetterman is projecting right now to win 127% of those votes. So we'll see how it plays out. Good stuff, brother. I'll see you soon, okay? Uh, Dennis is in Salisbury. Yo, Dennis, what's going on in Salisbury, Vermont? Hi, is this the uh, fellow who's going to be speaking with the sexiest man in comedy, Dave Landau? <laughs> I got to tell Landau. You called him the sexiest man in comedy. Is that is that He's not listening yet. Is that tongue-in-cheek, or are you a Landau fan? Because he's hunky. No, the man, the man is all lip. How could you how could you turn him down? Um, I, w- I wanted to say, Jimmy, that, uh, you know, this tendency to uh, call people deniers simply for asking questions seems embedded in our career educators. And That's if they're asking their students to uh, conjugate a verb, how to conjugate this verb or or how to when the uh, Declaration of Independence was signed. Well, which of these numbers is the numerator? If the student responds to them, you're a knowledge denier. What are they going to do? (laughs) Yo, that is what we're dealing with, though, right now. There is this epidemic of, you know, you're not supposed to question the science. That was the whole thing on COVID. What's so funny is they were banning people on COVID from saying vaccinated people could still catch COVID. And they spent a year doing that. 
And Pfizer comes out and flat out admits they weren't even testing this to see if it stopped transmission. What was the point of the vaccine? Like, imagine using condoms and they're like, this doesn't, uh, we didn't test it to see if it'll stop people from getting pregnant or catching diseases. We just thought you might like the color orange. You know, don't you feel like we've been duped here a little bit? Yeah, we got health, health supplements instead of vaccines. It's unbelievable. This is this is an outrage. I got fired for not going to GNC and buying a health supplement. Fine company. I like the vitamin shop as well, but you shouldn't fire me for not buying one of the products. Uh, great work as always. I will tell Landau he's got a hot day waiting for him when he gets to Vermont. Good stuff, my man. 888-788-9910. We got to talk Paul Pelosi in a minute. We're back after this. The show that leaves you without hope or change. I'm telling you, man, this stuff will poison your mind. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Diamond Dave Landau is coming up. Previous caller identified him as the sexiest man in comedy. I wasn't even offended. Maybe I should have been. But me and Diamond Dave are going to be talking about this Paul Pelosi story because it's very hard to believe. Okay, that being said, there are people in the media who not only want you to believe it, but they want you to believe that these types of political attacks are unprecedented. Listen to this stampede of stupidity out of Joe Scarborough's mouth, clip 35. This, for people, wake up. Wake up. This has never happened before, ever, ever in our lifetime. So for people who are saying you're making a big deal out of nothing, no, this has never, nothing close to this has happened before, where where, where violence is committed in a plot that was hatched to assassinate the Speaker of the House, the second in line for the presidency. Her 82-year-old husband gets in the way and gets his skull fractured, probably with life-threatening uh, injuries. And people are laughing about it. We are we are in a place that's so far removed from where we have been in our lifetimes politically uh, that it, it makes one shudder when they think about it. You told some of the biggest lies that I've ever heard of in my whole life. Listen, man, I want Paul Pelosi to be OK. And I condemn political violence in all shapes and sizes against either party. But when he says this has never happened before, <laughs> yo. A Bernie Sanders campaign worker shot up a Republican baseball game, hit Steve Scalise six times, shot 11 Republican congressmen in total and their staffers. 11 people got shot by a Bernie Sanders campaign worker. Did anybody in the media blame Bernie Sanders or the Democratic Party? The answer would be no. No, because the actions of the fringe are the actions of the fringe. The responsibility, you know, lies with the individual. But we didn't do that on the right. Okay, that was a mass shooting by a Bernie Sanders campaign worker. To be clear, they're blaming this on Republicans with no proof whatsoever. This had anything to do with the Republican Party. Guy lives in a car, or he, excuse me, lives in a bus. Guy lives in an abandoned school bus with a Black Lives Matter flag over it. Okay, he is a member of a Berkeley nudist colony. Okay, Berkeley, the most left-wing the place in the world. It's a campus that lights itself on fire every time a conservative shows up. Berkeley is a place that calls Ben Shapiro a white supremacist and a Nazi. Here's a newsflash. Ben Shapiro, 
He's Jewish. Correct mundo. Yeah, that's how extreme and far left Berkeley is. But they want you to believe a Berkeley guy was a right wing MAGA strongman. That is a fact check false. I don't know. Maybe it's not false, but it's really hard to take him at face value. But when he says this has never happened before, he says that because in their worldview, political violence only matters if it's committed against a Democrat. Rand Paul got attacked by his neighbor, had his ribs fractured, got beat up. Okay, so to say we've never seen an attack like this is a lie. We've seen multiple instances. Okay, how about the poor Rubio campaign worker who got beat up down in Florida? How about the kid, sadly, teenage boy who was run over and killed because the attacker told police he was a MAGA extremist? He wasn't even involved in politics. He was just a crazy person. You know, the Democrats are out there every day saying Republicans want to kill women. Republicans want to destroy democracy. Republicans are going to destroy the, co- the, the, the actual planet. If you really care about toxic rhetoric, okay, you're not accusing the Republicans of being Jim Crow on steroids as Joe Biden did. But that's the reality of right now. Okay, as the Democrats get out there and they'll say anything, but they have no, I mean, listen to me. They're not listening to themselves. That's the bigger point I'm trying to make. Listen to this Jimmy Kimmel clip. Uh, I'm going to play it when Landau comes on because we want to talk about Jimmy Kimmel. But essentially, Jimmy Kimmel is talking about, you know, all this Paul Pelosi story happened. And all the Republicans went out and started speculating. You know, because... Nobody's ever speculated on the Democratic side of the aisle. They're still saying to this day Donald Trump is a Russian controlled by Vladimir Putin. How quick do they get out there and call somebody racist if they do anything on the right? Okay, that's just reality. Did anybody move quicker to condemn the unvaccinated than Jimmy Kimmel? How many times have I played you the montage of him flat out saying we should be denying unvaccinated people treatment for COVID because he lives in that pretend world where the vaccine works? Okay, this is bananas. And I say it all the time. When you have a double standard, you have no standard. If you think you're going to get anybody on the right to really dig in and hear you out on the Paul Pelosi story, number one, let's try to get the facts in a row. But number two, stop lying and saying we've never seen this before because we just watched it happen to a bunch of Republicans, you jackass. Joe Scarborough, man. What an oxygen thief and an idiot. Yep. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. And I tell you, I was feeling hunky, but that was before our previous caller identified our next guest as the sexiest man in comedy. This is a true story. You can see him at the Tampa Improv this weekend. You might want to bring some dollar bills and make it rain on stage. Diamond Dave Landau is here. Yo, man. Wow, were you just talking to Stevie Wonder? That's nice. <laughs> well, no, the, 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 yeah, the, the good news is you were called the sexiest man in comedy. The bad news is it was by a guy in a pair of underwear with a hammer. <laughs> oh, that guy. No. I know him. It was one of our, <laughs> honestly, this is really funny. Dave, it was, it was one of our callers, Dennis from Vermont, who said that he was excited to hear from the sexiest man in comedy and that he likes your lips. So tell the missus, if she doesn't put out tonight, you got other options. I am. I'm going to tell her that Dennis is waiting for me, and I'm going right to his house to make me feel good. <laughs> Dude, I'm dying. It made, I just, I, it made me laugh so hard. Um, but but no, let's get in. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. Um, yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, it's, I'm right up there with the John Candies of the world and the other people that have been called that. At least it's in comedy, so I know it's not authentic. 
You know, <laughs> you know how sad the world is now? He probably couldn't be allowed to be called John Candy. It would probably be John Peanut Free Candy. It, yes, it would be. It'd be a it disclaimer. Be John, yeah, John Insulin. <laughs> it's not even, can't say candy. You're going to get people. It's not right, man. Um, yeah, people, well, let me, not everybody let me, can have that. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sir. That's that's exclusionary. Uh, let me jump right in. Are you buying, because we haven't talked about this off the air, are you buying the Paul Pelosi story? Oh, uh, hang on. Yeah, you can go. I was just telling my sexy hammer man to leave. What were you saying, Jimmy? <laughs> So let me yeah let's let's start with sexy Haverman okay let me just jump in no uh, no I'm not and you know I I know that people will get get offended a bit you know because they say oh you're you're making fun of an eighty year old who got hit with a hammer and I'm like no I just don't believe that an eighty year old got hit with a hammer and lived um, <laughs> to tell the tale also it just doesn't make sense it's like so you're the guy who's holding you hostage let you go to the bathroom with your phone mm-hmm. like that seems. It just seems odd. I don't know. I haven't been in a ton of hostage situations, but I'm guessing that's got to be like rule at least number three. <laughs> you can't leave with your phone and go to the bathroom. It's like you can go, but you're going to have to leave that here. I mean, no, no, no. You're right because yeah, I didn't even think of it on that level. You can't go, period, because God knows where you're going to go get in the bathroom. Who are these like? Who are these hostage takers that function as genies? I'm going to give you three wishes since you got me out of this bottle. <laughs> It's like a, like a street joke. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a gun in your bathroom? Oh no, I'm I'm Paul Pelosi. I'm an idiot. Oh well, go ahead. Oh, then you go then you go to the bathroom. Because what, what's so fascinating about it to me is that the story has changed a lot. Okay, and this is not a story like Politico. It's so funny. Politico, and I'm sure you saw this, is yelling at Republicans for spreading baseless conspiracies. But the conspiracy they're spreading was first reported by Politico. Politico was the one to report that after talking to the San Francisco Police Department, they were let in by a third man. And the police walked in to find Pelosi in his underwear, arguing with this other underwear-clad man. The original report said there were two hammers. Now I'm told there was one hammer. But while this argument was getting... Go ahead. It was also political forum. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So let's. Yeah. Okay. Wait. When? Yeah. So the the cops, the cops walk in, see these two guys arguing, at which point one of them hits the hits the other with a hammer and we have this big problem. Now, it's entirely possible that this might even be the truth in some capacity. But when you've changed the story a few times and we also have a guy who got a DUI with a passenger in the car, but they won't tell us who it is. It becomes a little hard to take it at face value, does it not? It's almost impossible because they've made it so – there's also this constant narrative of victimization whenever they need it. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, uh, we're going to kidnap a governor or Mm -hmm. we're going to – somebody went to the bathroom on my driveway. I have 28 cameras that just aren't working right now. I keep thinking Um, of that. (laughs) You know, there's all these different things that just don't add up to any of it. So when you look at it and you, you look at it and you make a joke about it or anything, they're saying that it's like this insensitivity coming from the right. And it's like, no, we're just questioning it because every time it seems that we're right before a midterm or right before this election, which makes no sense to me, it's like you guys are getting together and you're like, hey, what do you think we should do, improve the country? And they're like, no, I got one better. 
Let's have a naked guy hit Paul Pelosi with a hammer. And they're like, that's good. <laughs> this guy. Screw the inflation. This guy's good over here. And it is weird, yeah. though, because they tied it to Biden's speech last night. That was the point of the speech. Paul Pelosi got attacked because of January 6th. So with inflation and everything else going wrong in this country, vote because of January 6th. It's absurd on its face. Uh, we're talking well, to all com- they've been able to weaponize. Sorry. Yeah, no, I'm with it. I was just going to tell him Dave Landau, the sexiest man in comedy, is on the phone. That's all I was going to tell him. And let me just piggyback off of that. Uh, something you said earlier about the cameras not being available. What's fascinating about that is the Secret Service says they just didn't happen to be watching live. They have the videos now, but they're not releasing them. According to the Washington Post, it's because releasing them would lead to even more conspiracy theories. That's hilarious because, number one, it's, it's absurd because if you have the whole story, there's no reason to have a, a conspiracy. But number two, it also reads like they saw the video and there might be a little more to it that would inspire a little more speculation. Yeah, the only conspiracy would be how many people were in on it once you see the video and go, well, that's not what happened at all. <laughs> and you know, that's the only thing it would only be a serious problem for them yeah well that's the other thing i was going to say is you know this i know this every it's it's halloween week there are about if you go on like tiktok instagram it's probably about five million videos online right now that moms or parent or dads recorded on their ring doorbell cam hey look at this funny yeah. trick-or-treater or look at this woman stealing the bowl of candy you know what i'm saying there are about 5 million of those videos in existence, but you want me to believe there's no video in existence of the woman who's third in line to the presidency and what's going on at her front door. <laughs> and, that's what, and that's what scares me, because if there's really not, we all have way more problems to worry about than we even think we do now. <laughs> Yo, the Snickers bowl outside the house has more video surveillance than the speaker of the house. That's what you want me to believe. Yeah, if you, there's a bunch of cops surrounding somebody who smashed a pumpkin in the street. They're like, we just, we don't know who did it. <laughs> I don't know what. The, We're going to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> there's a lot of tricks in these treaters. And again. I don't know what to do. <laughs> in all my years on the force. <laughs> yeah, just looking at all the toilet paper. They're like, I've never seen this sort of damage in all my life. Yeah, this is unbelievable. You know, some days you just don't know how you can wake up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Dave Landau. Uh, it's, it's terrifying. It's because they do know, and if they would just tell us what happened, we could easily make sense of it. Like you said, there's no conspiracy to be made of it. But Can instead, I rec- yeah. they're like, Let- we're going we're gonna to not show you because that's better for you. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. That makes oh, sense. And, uh, no, you'd, you'd, have, you'd have more doubt. So what do you mean? That, that makes me sound like it's worse than it was. Let's do this for a second um, because I want to speculate on a vice level. I'm going to tell you my conspiracy. This is why it's clearly a conspiracy theory as of right now. I don't have any proof of this, and I'll qualify it by saying, of course, we both wish Paul Pelosi the best of health, and we do. Yeah. We genuinely do, but we, we are living in a country where we're allowed our freedom of speech, and we should exercise those rights because they're desperately trying to take them away. So let's talk as two guys who have engaged in a fair amount of vice in our younger days. Okay, I, as a cab driver, you you as a guy who very well could have been in the Pelosi house that night swinging a hammer at somebody. Oh, and, yeah. And, and let's not act like your Uncle Jimmy was throwing a perfect game in his 20s either. So don't think you're being judged on this show. Oh, my gosh. But this is what oh, I... Oh, no, I, I probably uh, would have had a pacifier and be trying to dance with him. 
Listen, I would have dropped you off and asked you if you needed backup. I would have been driving you there in the cab. So let's not act like, again, I'm not trying to yuck your yum, as they say. Um, but this is this is where it pieces together for me in my head as a cab driver until they tell me otherwise. Okay. I happen to believe, okay, because a base, this guy lived in a school bus in a known area near Berkeley where there's a lot of male prostitution, low-level drug dealing going on, and it's essentially a homeless embankment. Okay, if you have right. a bad habit in the middle of the night, of picking up street prostitutes, okay, especially if you happen to be married to the woman who's third in line to the presidency. The one thing you don't want to do is anything on paper. You don't want to go to a website. You don't want to use an app. You don't want to do anything that's traceable to get somebody over to your house that night. So you might do something Eddie Murphy got in trouble for doing, something a lot of people have gotten in trouble for doing, which is driving over to the bad area where you know this thing goes on, paying cash and getting somebody into the car, okay? Let's just start there. Right. My the magic work school bus. Yeah, exactly. There's a nudist colony. But stick with me. My theory is what I think went on. It's like something out of the hangover is that he brought home a feral cat. You know, everyone has done this in real life who actually feeds stray cats. You go, oh, wouldn't it be nice? It's Christmas. Let's bring Julie in. We've been giving her milk once a day for 10 years. It's Christmas. Let's bring her in. Give her a can of tuna or something, you know? But then you get the cat in the house. You slide the door shut behind her, and you realize it's a feral cat. Now she's doing yeah. damage. It's like you have a goat in your living room. They're wrecking furniture. They're peeing on stuff. They're chewing everything. And that's what this reads like to me. It reads like he let a feral cat into the house and then it started doing feral cat stuff. It became mentally unstable, which is probably how he was able to go to the bathroom with his cell phone, something you talked about earlier, which is you can, when somebody's mentally unstable and in your house, distract them and bamboozle them and go do this because they're not thinking logically. So I am of one of two minds. I, I'm completely open to the idea that maybe he genuinely broke in to get Nancy Pelosi and it's just timed perfectly with the midterms right around the corner and they can all pretend to care about political violence now, even though they ignored the guy who tried Tried to kill Kavanaugh and certainly Steve Scalise getting shot and Rand Paul getting beat up. So, but I'm but I'm I'm capable of of of, a, of agreeing to their narrative if they can prove it to me. But until they do, okay, my theory that somebody went out shopping for feral cats and let one in the house is what's in the back of my head as a cab driver. Just just based on the hour this happened, does that make any sense? No, it actually makes perfect sense. And I'm going to say this as a former drug user. Uh, I never got to the point of you know where I had to serve, if you will. Um, but uh, I, <laughs> I, 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 met, I met people in the business. Uh, also, if you've noticed, Hunter Biden does have pictures in whitey tighties wearing a scarf. Um, but I'm with you, actually, because it makes perfect sense. Like he, he was in a car accident with somebody who wasn't who we could never find out was in the car. It was already a speculation. Mm -hmm. He does start a lot of sentences with TH. I'm just saying it's just yeah. maybe it's just how he talks. I'm not mm -hmm. not okay. making a judge snap judgment here. Mm -hmm. But my guess is, yes, he did go into what you described as a Roger Corman film um, <laughs> and grab, <laughs> grab, uh, grab his nightly dish. And when he brought it in, he was like, oh, I just thought it was a friendly pit bull. I didn't notice all the scars. This thing must have been fighting for a while and then realized <laughs> he needed to get it out of the house. <laughs> Yes, when it was going for, you know, Aunt Mabel's jugular during Christmas dinner that uh, he had made a mistake. <laughs> and he did all that he could until he was like, 
I'm going to have to bring the law into this because I can't seem to talk this this monster out of it, this yes. land shark. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but, dude, and when you hear a third person let them in, and that was the original report. That was the report. Politico reported it. They spoke to the San Francisco Police Department. Their sources said three people. Now, obviously, the initial details we got conjures up a lot of the imagery you and I are joking about. That's what it sounds like. It's 2 Correct. in the morning. Yeah, and the third guy was Harvey Keitel as the wolf. Like he came to clean up the mess. <laughs> That's an accurate NSX in the driveway. Oh, you said yeah. in the wolf. <laughs> That's so funny. Look, this, but... is, this is good. This is good coffee, but I can't even clean this up. <laughs> if I'm if I'm curt with you, it's because time is of the essence. It's so funny. When Bonnie gets home, I'm gonna have a big problem. When Bonnie gets home, when Nancy gets home, I'm gonna have a big problem. Yeah, it was probably the wolf who showed up and said, "Where's Nancy?" He's like, "Where's Nancy? How much how much time do I have?" But, yeah, he's got Narcan in each hand. <laughs> Nothing, 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 nothing would surprise me, man. And especially it's like that hour of the night and everything in between. It's just so bizarre. And the truth is, like, it's not our fault. I mean, we're joking around, but it's not our fault because we are genuinely skeptical. And it's because the FBI is the reason people don't trust the FBI. We've got we've heard the FBI lie about everything. OK, at literally everything. The Mueller probe, the Hunter Biden laptop story. I mean, what Merrick Garland has done at the DOJ in terms of designating School board parents as domestic terrorists. Okay, we've seen them claim border agents were whipping Haitian migrants when they had been yeah. emailed by the photographer saying, hey, I was the guy there that took the picture. Nobody was getting whipped. I mean, God knows what they're capable of. The point I'm trying oh, to make yeah. is me and you should probably hire a food taster. I agree because I get scared all the time. I don't trust <laughs> anything. And that's the problem is now we're living in a time where whatever news I hear, I'm like, well, I don't believe that and I probably never will. It could just be a guy telling me that he's my uncle. <laughs> like, I, I don't, I don't know if you are anymore. I, I don't know what what this world has done to me in the last three years, but I just have so much trouble trusting any information that I get. Yeah, I'm not the bad guy here. Okay, you were banned from polite society for saying vaccinated people got COVID, and we find out a month ago the head of Pfizer testified under oath to European Parliament. Oh, we never actually tested it to see if it stopped anybody from getting COVID. What's the point of a vaccine? <laughs> You imagine the head of Trojan? <laughs> head of Trojan's like, we never tested the condoms to see if they prevent pregnancy or disease. Yeah, we just, look, uh, we had a bunch of guys with herpes, and that's all we had. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> what, do you, what, what do you mean? That uh, is what it is. Hey, uh, uh, listen, if you trust anything at this point, you're a moron. So I'm glad you were able yeah. to come on. I'm glad you were able to come on here and get both of our houses raided by the FBI. I think this was productive. Um, I'm looking I'm forward to it. I'm going to go ahead and rearrange. I, I can't wait to be swatted on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm going to go, uh, yeah, I'm going to go rearrange all the contraband in my office and my home. Uh, you have a lovely time down at the Tampa Improv. Give my best to Ybor City this weekend. I certainly will. Diamond Dave Landau, best of the best. I'll see you in the gulag. Be well. Yes, see you there. There he goes, the great Diamond Dave. There we go back after this. The critics have spoken. It's a mess. It's a mess. This is Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. I can't even out my sources. I am sorry. I am sorry. 
I know I say I am the most transparent radio host in the world. You have my wife comes on the show. My kid comes on the show. I tell you everything I do. Okay. I am in a war on Twitter right now with a former member of Obama's cabinet. Okay. And it is hilarious. I don't, I will go through the proper protocols. I work at a major media enterprise and there are like, you know, when it comes to, you know, um, sources and methods and anything like that. I don't know what my bandwidth is to out this person, but somebody uh, was listening to us on the radio a few minutes ago and started DMing me on Twitter for criticizing Obama and being like, how dare you? You don't, you don't talk about Barry like that. Too funny. Too funny. All of these diversity is our strength people who kicked all the migrants out of Martha's Vineyard the minute they got there. Do you remember that? Welcome to Martha's Vineyard. No person is illegal here. And then a couple of Venezuelans showed up and they were like, get them out of here. Get them out. So if you are messaging me on Twitter, uh, anything disparaging right now, uh, you know, and you're taking an issue with anything I say about Obama, I believe he's probably a fine man. I don't know him personally. Uh, but I do believe when it comes to a lot of these issues like diversity and tolerance and inclusion and wanting to help the little guy. Democrats are so full of crap. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Well, well, well. Look who is back in action and getting ready. For a big hour of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, it is Jimmy Fallon. Who knew? Holy heck. What a surprise. Uh, big hour coming up. Mike Lawler is going to be making his debut on the show. He's a New York State Assemblyman, but he happens to be running for Congress in the 17th Congressional District. Uh, he happens to be a guy who grew up, okay, in Rockland County, not too far from the city where we do this show, went to suffer in high school. And uh, is a product of the area who has watched the quality of life deteriorate rather rapidly in the last couple of years under Democrats uh, in the last couple of years as a result of the defund the police movement that showed more empathy for the crook than it did the cop. Uh, we're in a really bad spot in New York. And, you know, we're five days from the midterms. I've been trying to highlight the issue of crime because the people on the left who are responsible for it would have you believe. It's all some type of right-wing conspiracy. That's what they keep telling us. Hillary Clinton was talking about that in, on MSNBC over the weekend, saying, ah, oh, you know, the Republicans, they just get out there and, you know, they try to scare people on crime. Dude, we're watching videos every day we get on TV, people getting thrown on subways. We just had a mother of three get killed yesterday. It was horrific. Okay, the murder rates in this country right now are out of control. And where we are in New York, we've seen a mass exodus from the police force because we had a society, most not a society, but let's say a Democratic Party that led a good portion of the society into believing the cops were a bigger threat to the community than the criminals that they swore to protect us against. That's stupid. Use your common sense. They don't have any common sense. That's the problem. They're crazy. I mean, you want to talk about crazy. Kathy Hochul is campaigning today with Hillary Clinton and Kamala Harris. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. Ha-ha! Think about that. They also have Letitia James there, who is the attorney general, whose entire claim to political fame is that she vowed to throw Donald Trump in prison. Make me the attorney general. 
Don't worry about the, you know, the bail reforms getting people killed. Don't worry about these woke prosecutors letting violent criminals out of jail. Everything woke turns to No, that's not what she's focused on. No, don't worry about the fentanyl that's become the leading cause of adult death in this country. Let's go after this guy whose attorneys might have inflated the value of his property on his tax returns. Are you guys ready for it? Trump isn't going to jail. I know that happens to be a sexual fantasy of a lot of people who hate Donald Trump around the clock so they don't have to look inward at the things they hate about themselves. That's where the whole Trump industry comes into. You know, the people they say have, like, Trump derangement syndrome. Like, it's an actual thing. Like, if you go into my Twitter feed, I'll tweet things, and people just react. with like, yeah, but Trump. Yeah, it's crazy. I'll be like, ah, oh, the Astros shouldn't have pulled their pitcher out in the fifth inning last night. Yeah, but Trump. You're like, wait, what? Trump has nothing to do with anything. But there's a lot of people that hate him full time. And if you listen to the show and you love Trump, you probably think I'm a pain in the ass because I call balls and strikes on Trump all the time. There's a lot of things I don't agree with. Policy-wise, his policies are more popular than any president in our lifetime. Whether people are always, you know, comfortable talking about them or not because there was a lot of social pressure during his administration to cast him as Hitler in this drama. Say he stole the election, Vladimir Putin controlled our government. The biggest conspiracy theory we've ever heard was that Vladimir Putin had taken over the American government. Now, it was completely false. Okay, we know that because the Mueller probe told us, the Durham probe told us, that it was based entirely on opposition research funded by his political opponent. Moral of the story being, Democrats will do anything, and I mean anything, to get their hands on power, no matter how much they have to gaslight society on things like race or, yes, foreign collusion. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. Okay, and when you hear that Kathy Hochul, on the night after Biden gave his big speech about election deniers, Kathy Hochul is out campaigning in New York today with two of the biggest election deniers in history. One is Hillary Clinton, who told you Russia stole the election. The other is Kamala Harris, who I've played you the montage a hundred times about how her, she claimed that the voting machines were so easy to hack in 2016 and in 2018 that her and her staff put on a display hacking them just to show everybody how vulnerable the machines were. Kamala is a lying sociopath. Fact checked. Again, when there's a double standard, there's no standard. The Democrats, okay, have all denied elections. They go, oh, it's different. They conceded. Yeah, they conceded, and then they tried to stage a soft coup to get the guy out of office by making him self-destruct through a death-by-a-thousand-cut scenario where they leaked one anonymously sourced report after the other in hopes that he'd eventually get frustrated, fire Mueller, and create the perception that there was a there there. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. They are the lowest of the low, okay? But there's nothing lower than what's going on at The View, a place where all of these women have appeared recently, a place where they are flat out, you know, we're in the say-anything portion of the campaign, okay? They are flat out attacking voters now. And I want you to listen to this. Okay, say anything portion of the campaign. What does that mean? Like yesterday, the White House got fact-checked by Twitter, which really was hilarious, because what did they say? Oh, senior citizens are getting their biggest cost of living increase in 10 years because of Joe Biden. That part's true. But why were they getting their biggest cost of living increase? Because inflation is tied to Social Security. And Biden spiked inflation by 40%. Ergo, the senior citizens get the increase. Biden is such a disaster. But they didn't stop 
from trying to take credit for it. Okay, last night he went out and said, oh, the Republicans aren't going to accept the election results. Paul Pelosi got beat up because of the Republicans. They can't prove that. They don't know that. That's absurd. Okay, but they're in the say-anything portion of this election because they see the woman walking out on them. Okay, that's where we are now. Look at this as a relationship. The voters are the woman. She's leaving. She's packing up a suitcase. Biden is polling behind ISIS. Every reputable polling firm on the planet now gives the Republicans the strong odds to take both the Senate and the House. The Democrats are in a really desperate spot. So they'll say anything. The woman's packing a suitcase. Baby, don't go. I was going to take you on a tropical vacation. Just you and me, top shelf. Baby, don't go. I was going to buy you a new car. But it doesn't matter. Baby has signed a lease. She's leaving town. So now what are they doing? They're yelling at Baby on the way out the door like an abusive like an abusive relationship. Listen to this Sonny Hostin clip on The View, okay, calling white women who vote Republican cockroaches. Uh, yes, she said that. And I'm sorry I had to say it, and I'm sorry you had to hear me say it. That is racist. That is disgusting. If somebody said that about black women, they would be fired from my network immediately, and rightfully so. They would be fired immediately, and I'd be happy to see them go. Listen to this. It's disgusting. What's also surprising to me is the abortion issue. Um, I read a, a poll just yesterday that white Republican suburban women are now going to vote Republican. Why? It's almost like roaches voting for raid, right? It's, it's I think like that's they're that's voting, that's, no, it's insulting they're voting to the against, voter. They're we, voting no, against no, no. their own self-interest. Do they want to live in Gilead? Okay, do they so do we love it in the hands? Do we love democracy or not? Because just saying that it's it's insulting to the voter. People make up decisions on what's right for their family. Garbage like you just makes me sick. Yo, she should be fired instantly. White women are like cockroaches voting for raid. Really? They're voting against their own interest? Are they, though? Okay, inflation's at a 40-year high. If you're a white woman, if you are any woman, okay, and you are voting for the party you trust better on inflation, are you voting against your own interests? The answer would be no. Really think about that. Inflation's at a 40-year high. The Democrats locked down schoolchildren. It led to plunging test scores, as everybody knows. I love the poorly educated. But what else did it do? Okay, we saw a massive spike in teenage suicides and incidents of self-harm. Okay, and at the time, they assured us that these lockdowns weren't political in any way. Yet Randy Weingarten, the head of the New York Teachers Union, has been out around the country campaigning for every single Democrat that'll have her. No, no, this isn't politically motivated. No, I don't lean one way or the other. We're just locking down because we're looking out for the kids. That's what she said. And yet here she is, day in and day out. You turn on cable news tonight, she'll be campaigning somewhere. She was in Michigan. She campaigned in New York. I mean, really think about that. So are women voting against their own interests if they have school-age kids that were toxically harmed by what the Democrats did to them? Uh, seriously. The answer would be no. Of course not. Okay, fuel prices are through the roof. If you're a woman, white woman or woman of any persuasion, okay, and you can't afford gas right now, and so you vote for the party that you think will do a little bit less green energy, a little more fossil fuel production, are you voting against your own interests? The answer would be no. Sonny Hostin is an idiot. Okay, she's an idiot. It has nothing to do with the race. It has nothing to do with the gender. She is a low IQ person, like a very stupid person. Her emotions are her facts. And they're at the point now where the voter is walking out the door on them. Elections are so 
personal to these people. You don't understand how badly they want to win. You don't understand how much they hate you. But I just want you to take comfort in knowing that as much as they hate you, they'll never, ever, ever hate you as much as they hate themselves. When you resort to saying things like, oh, they're voting against their own interests, that's an old, tired refrain in the Democratic Party. It's not that their ideas suck. It's that you suck because you're not smart enough to get them. Okay, Hillary Clinton said that earlier in the week. I played you the clips of her and Joy Reid saying, you know, voters really got to focus now. We've only got a week to go to the midterms. You got to focus. You know, Hillary Clinton. I don't know why they're worried about inflation. Maybe it's because they're not smart. I don't know why they're focusing on the rising rate of murder in the country. Maybe they just don't know any better. That's what they do. It's not that their ideas suck. They can't fathom that. They have no self-awareness. So instead of admitting their ideas suck or even wondering if their ideas suck, instead, they just decide you suck. And for that reason, I'm going to have to play you another clip from The View. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Here is Joy Behar, who, when they repealed Roe versus Wade, said she was going on a sex strike. Which is weird, because here you are thinking she wanted to harm men, but that's one of the most helpful things she could ever do to the male community is stop having sex. I mean, good gosh. But here is, here is Joy Behar saying if you vote Republican, you're in a cult. Can well, I tell everyone have to yes. No, you're not voting for Republicans. You're voting for a cult. Remember that. It's a cult. It's not Republicans anymore. <laughs> I love the, cloud, the crowd clapping. Uh, you're not voting for a pub. You're voting for a cult. That's embarrassing. Okay, there's no cult. You don't need to be in a cult to care about inflation. You don't need to be in a cult to care about a soaring murder rate. You don't need to be in a cult to care about a fuel crisis. You don't need to be in a cult to want your kid to get an education. Really? Was that the hook? Is that what went on at, like, Jonestown or in Waco, Texas, the Branch Davidians? Well, the thing was, you couldn't say no to a guy like David Koresh. He wanted to get inflation under control. That's what the cults do. They focus on fuel prices and educating the kids, locking up the criminals. What kind of cult is this? I mean, really think about what we're dealing with. And I'm telling you this just because I care. These people are weapons-grade stupid. I play their clips a lot on my show because I'm trying to inspire you. Okay, if people that dumb can become millionaires, you can become a trillionaire. And the fact that people sit in that audience, yeah, I know who they are. That you know, uh, Listen. I know people who work on the show. Uh, you know, I know the warm-up comic on the show really well. I've done events with Joy Reid, uh, Joy Reid, with Joy Behar. These are miserable human beings, okay? And again and again and again, they only know how to condescend because they can't sell their ideas. That's the problem the Democrats have is there was a while where this was working. You could call somebody a racist, call somebody Hitler. And the country would be like, all right, well, I'm going to vote for the guy who's not Hitler. I'm going to vote for the guy who's not a racist. All right, you got me, Democrats. I'm with you. But what happened is they screwed up the country so profoundly bad, it's not working anymore. If you remember the scene in Casino where the enforcer, who's played by Joe Pesci, whose job is to rough everybody up and play blackjack and sleep with the hookers. That's the whole gig. You go to the casino, you play some cards, then you head up to the room with a woman of the night. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. But the point is... Okay, they get to a point in the movie where the narrator starts saying, eventually Nikki wasn't getting them down with one punch anymore. 
and as the old right hook wasn't as good as it used to be. That's what's happening to the Democrats right now. There was a while where they could get votes by claiming some type of bigotry or phobia, okay? But that ship sailed. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. So the claim is if you vote Republican as a woman, you're in a cult, you're a cockroach, you're voting against your own self interests. And it's weird because it doesn't even square. But that was the allegation made by The View. Okay, that's not what I'm saying, just to be clear. Okay, that's what they said. That's the clip I played. But here's Dana Bash on CNN. Dana Bash, CNN, not exactly, you know, a place I'm a huge fan of. CNN is the worst. Okay, so my son likes them even less than I do. But here she is, just talking to the truth of the moment we happen to be living in, which is that everybody thinks we're in a recession and the country's headed in the wrong direction. This is clip 20. What's reflected in this poll is reflected in the conversations that I have had in traveling to, I believe it was five different states since Labor Day, talking to voters, Democrats, Republicans, independents, they are feeling the economic pain and they want to hear solutions uh, from their leaders. And that's in some respects. In other respects, they just want to take out their anger on somebody. And the best way to do that is with the greatest thing that we have as Americans, which is our vote. Think about this, okay? Because they're trying to act neutral there. People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. But the tell that they're not being neutral is what? Well, they want to. They just want to take it out on somebody. No, 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 no. They don't just want to take it out on somebody. They want to solve the problem. Inflation is through the roof. Do you understand people living on fixed incomes are skipping meals? They're going without, okay? They're, trying, they're deciding between meat and heat. Because of inflation and surging fuel costs, they're not looking to take it out on somebody. They're looking to solve the, the problem. That's what's going on. 
But that's the part nobody gets on the left because your issues aren't their issues. So while you're trying to feed your family and fill up your car, they're yelling about January 6th. That's what Biden did last night in primetime. That was embarrassing. It was idiotic. Reality with a bit of insanity. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. I'm getting ready to chat with my man Mike Lawler, who is a congressional candidate in the 17th district here in New York. It's midterm madness now. We're in the stretch run. Anybody say anything? They're really desperate to get votes. <laughs> it's just, it's fascinating what I'm hearing out of people's mouths. I played some clips from The View earlier which I don't mean to do. I know there are laws against cruel and unusual punishment, uh, but I had to do it. Uh, here is Randy Weingarten. I wanted to play this for you. Now, Randy Weingarten is significant to you around the country because she is the head of the New York City Teachers Union, which is the biggest lobbying arm in the Democratic Party. It is her decision to shut down schools to fight against in-person learning that becomes the cut-and-paste edict for the other teachers' unions around the country. She is the person. She is the one who lobbies the White House. She is the one that, uh, uh, along with the NEA, I just want to get that correct, that pressured Merrick Garland to designate parents showing up at school board meetings as domestic terrorists. She is the one that sets the tone for the other teachers' unions around the country. Now, you remember when they were locking down kids in 2020, the American Academy of Pediatrics came out, issued a report, and said kids were safer in school than they were in the classroom, with the justification being that, thankfully, by the grace of God, kids had an infinitesimally low rate of harm being done to them from COVID, low rates of transmission, low rates of hospitalization, thankfully, infinitesimally low rates of death, even though one child death is too many. Okay, they also deduced that kids were safer in the classroom. Why? Because if they come from a domestically abusive household, they're far easier to diagnose in person than they are if they just happen to be one of 30 faces on a screen. Another reason why the kids are safer. The other reason why the kids are safer is because we are social creatures and having a day-to-day gravity and a purpose and a place to be is better for the overall development of kids than it is to just leave them home aimlessly just floating around in a liquid world, which is what we did. And we saw incidents of suicide and self-harm spike by 300% amongst teenagers in this country. Okay? It's not a Republican issue. That's not a Democrat issue. Those are our kids that were failed by a woman whose teachers union was trying to get more power out of the pandemic. That's what you have to understand. Okay, every time they shut something down or they pass another mandate, they get more money. Oh, we can't learn in person. We need more money. So they get more money. Oh, we need a vaccine mandate. We need more money. Okay, everything is a priority. Everything except your kids. Bingo. And I mentioned that. And I want to play this Randy Weingarten clip before we bring in our guest. Because in if you're up in, you know, Rockland County or in that area, anywhere near the 17th Congressional District, you've got a guy right now uh, representing them, uh, you know, would be the opponent of this next guest, who is in lockstep with the Biden administration and Randy Weingarten. And understand, this woman who told us these lockdowns were not political is now out there campaigning for every single Democrat that'll have her. That's just how white folks will do you. There it is, clip 22. They don't solve problems. They just stoke resentment and fear. They just use our kids as political pawns in culture wars. 
And with every piece of division, they take a knife to our democracy. This is, uh, by the way, this is the woman who wants you to believe she wasn't politically motivated in opposing the Republicans. Get her out. Get her out of here. That's the point. Okay, you need people. This is the whole joke of what's going on right now is we live in such a hyperpartisan time that it's become so much more important to people to defeat the other political party than it is to actually focus and acknowledge on the fact that people we elect and send to Washington are there to represent our interests, which means they should be representing the interest of our kids. Okay, is Randy Weingarten representing the interest of our kids? The answer would be no. No, but this next guest is running against somebody who loves some Randy Weingarten. He is a New York State Assemblyman running in the 17th Congressional District here in New York. It is Mike Lawler on the line. Hey, man. Hey, Jimmy. How, how are you? Now, I'm, I'm better now, okay? I needed another adult in the room to kind of hold me together. You know what I'm saying? Um, by the way, did you really go to Suffern High School? I did. I did. Class of 2005. Oh, my gosh. I'll speak slower. I kid. Come on, man. Don't hang up. I was kidding. I was kidding. I grew up on Long Island. I grew up. I went to Levittown. I went to Levittown Division. And nice. I've, been very, I've been very heavy on schools today because I'm watching this Randy Weingarten thing go on. Where, again, we were told that, you know, we were only shutting down schools because she was looking out for the kids. I think we know that not to be the case. But aren't you basically running against somebody that's a rubber stamp for all of this? Oh, absolutely. He's voted 100 percent of the time with Biden and Pelosi. Uh, he is uh, totally lockstep with uh, Randy Weingarten. Um, and for me, this is about protecting uh, our freedoms, our liberties. Uh, you saw what happened in New York uh, during the pandemic, shutting down businesses, shutting down schools, uh, you know, excluding parents uh, from having any say uh, in the process at all. Um, I sued Governor Hochul earlier this year uh, when she tried to ram through a regulation that would allow the Department of Health in New York State to physically remove people from their homes and quarantine them in uh, undisclosed government uh, locations. And we won in court. The courts ruled that it was unconstitutional, uh, that she violated the separation of powers between the legislature uh, and uh, the executive branch. Um, But more to the point, I mean, it's just this is what they have done. They have used uh, this crisis, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, to try and take more power for themselves uh, and more control. And people like Randy Weingarten have, have totally exploited the situation. Um, and, you know, obviously remote learning was a total disaster for our, our children. Uh, but, you know, forcing them to wear masks, uh, you know, lockdowns, mandates, the whole bit, uh, it has had a negative impact. And I can tell you just from campaigning, there's a lot of progressive Democrats who are going to be voting Republican this year because of this very issue. You know, it's funny that you say that. We're talking to Mike Lawler. He is a Republican congressional candidate in the 17th district here in New York. As a guy who is on Fox News, I get stopped now. I consider this a good sign for guys like you and Lee Zeldin. I get stopped on the streets in New York all the time. In New York, which you know, in the city itself is overwhelmingly liberal. And 
all the time. They're like, hey, man, they, they whisper, but they're like, hey, man, you know, we love Fox News. I appreciate what you do. I, and I think that speaks to what you just said, which is a lot of progressives realize there has been a quality of life deterioration that regardless of what your political ideology happens to be, you still have to live in this mess. And I think there's this combination of corruption and just incompetence running this thing right now. And I, God. So many people lost their jobs because they refused to take the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, every last one of those people is going to be voting Republican this year because it's outrageous what what happened yeah. here uh, throughout this pandemic and, and just the total abuse of power and uh, taking away people's uh, freedoms and liberties and, I, and shutting businesses down, forcing people, uh, you know, to stay home, frankly, paying them not to work, uh, which yeah. was insane. Um, and, and we've seen it. We've seen we've seen the consequences of, of these policy decisions and uh, people are frustrated. And, and I can tell you from campaigning uh, every day since the end of May, when I announced uh, voters all across this district from every ethnic community, race, religion, people are fed up. They're tired of one party rule. They want balance and common sense restored to every level of government. And in, in just five days, uh, I am poised to defeat the chair of the DCCC, Sean Patrick Maloney, uh, and end Nancy Pelosi's reign as speaker once and for all, and restore balance, uh, not just here in New York, but across the country. And if people want to support us in this effort, they should go to FireMaloney.com. That's FireMaloney.com and help us get across the finish line. I'm really laughing at that. That was well done by your team because everybody always has their name on the website. I actually think that's really well done. So somebody deserves an extra six pack on election night. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, Let's talk about this, though, because uh, Maloney, firemaloney.com, if you will. Uh, heretofore to be referenced as Fire Maloney, <laughs> um, he's a guy that helped pass the Inflation Reduction Act. And the scam of this, I've been talking about this a lot on the show, is it's a climate change bill. And the minute they passed it, they started bragging at, you know, what a significant achievement it was on behalf of the climate change movement. But the truth is, if people were prioritizing climate change as much as the Democrats say they are, they wouldn't have had to give the bill a trick title. Because it's my understanding, and maybe you can tell me differently, but this bill doesn't even, number one, it doesn't reduce inflation. I don't even see how it addresses inflation. Do you? Listen, it it should have been called the Inflation Expansion Act because it did nothing to reduce it. It negatively impacted GDP. Uh, It raised taxes on middle class families. And in many respects, it was, you know, a slimmed down version of the Green New Deal, of which Sean Patrick Maloney is a chief co-sponsor of. So, you know, this bill uh, is a disaster. Uh, the 87,000 new IRS agents that, you know, they claim is just going to go after the billionaires. There's not enough billionaires in the world to go after with 87,000 IRS agents. Uh, so, you know, it, it's a complete joke and it needs to be uh, reversed. And that's something certainly when the Republicans take back the House, it's going to be a priority to, to eliminate so many of the things that are in this bill that are just a total disaster for the economy. And when you increase spending by over $4 trillion in less than two years, this is what you get. You get a 41-year record high on inflation. When you restrict domestic production of energy, this is what you get. You get an increase in the cost of energy. And we, we need to reverse the policies that have been enacted by the Biden administration, by Sean Patrick Maloney, 
and tackle inflation and the and the skyrocketing cost of living, including the cost of energy, uh, or we will continue to suffer uh, under this uh, for years to come. Now, I agree. And you know, it's funny, like when I when I take this election and try to fit it with a metaphor, you know, the Democrats are selling, you know, democracy is going to be banned and women are going to be in prison, which none of it is true. But when you look at the state of the country, what this to me is indicative of, it's like, you know, to people who go to bars, okay, if you've ever had a buddy, you just need to get him out of there. Okay, it's just not working for whatever reason, if he was overserved or he's a little, doesn't matter. When you look at the quality of life deterioration in this country right now, we just got to get the guy out of the bar, meaning the people that happen to be running the country. I don't know if that's the best analogy because i don't know that you're old enough to drink at your age can we confirm <laughs> I'm you, okay yeah, i was gonna say you said you graduated like 2005 i was trying to do the math in my head i'm like <laughs> i don't get in trouble here <laughs> but yes you yep. just got to get him out of the bar wouldn't you agree oh abs- absolutely look i mean these folks you know as the old metaphor goes they've spent like drunken sailors and uh they're they're just totally out of out of step with uh, where people are when I when I'm talking to voters, they're literally concerned about whether or not they can put food on the table or pay their heating bill. Uh, with it getting colder outside, you have seniors literally making a choice between whether to sit in darkness and in a sweater, or turn the heat and lights on in their home. I mean, that's what's going on in the real world right now, and the Democrats just don't care because you know, I- for them, this is about getting their agenda passed. Uh, be damned with the impacts of that on the, the the population. Oh, it's so crazy. You're right. The GPS keeps asking them to reroute, but they're not listening. They're like, no, no, we're going this way. It's just the way it's going to be. No, and, and just just think about this. I mean, the president of the United States holds a, another divisive speech last night mm-hmm. uh, talking about threats to democracy and, and attacks half the country mm-hmm. uh, in it. How do you expect to unify people? How do you expect to move the country forward when you literally five days before an election, make a speech designed to attack half the population and not even tackle the issues that people are really grappling with, which is the cost of living and crime and our poorest southern border, with drugs pouring <laughs> into our communities, killing 300 Americans a day, parents yeah. being called domestic terrorists for showing up at a school board meeting. I mean, this is insanity. And that's yeah. why I, Democrats are in for a rude awakening on Tuesday and our race is going to be the face of the red wave because voters in, in the Hudson Valley, the, the immediate suburbs of New York City, you know, they've suffered under one party rule uh, for long enough. The Democrats control everything in Washington, Albany and New York City for the first time in our nation's history all at once. And they have created a mess. So if folks want to help us, they should go to firemaloney.com and, and help support us defeat the chair of the DCCC. And no, I'm, I'm with you. And I, I say this. I've been saying it all week. A lot of New Yorkers don't re- realize how important their vote is this year. You know, New York has been, you know, dominated by Democrats at times, especially down in the city. And a lot of people feel like, well, my vote doesn't count. It's so Democratic. But this year in particular, I don't think we could ever point to a midterm where as a New Yorker, your vote is going to be more impactful than it is right all, now. All, all New Yorkers need to see is that the Democrats are bringing out Bill Clinton, Joe Biden is making phone calls, Jill Biden is campaigning, Kamala Harris is in, Hillary Clinton's out Uh there. They're campaigning in deep blue New York. Why? Because the Democrats are in jeopardy of getting wiped out. So this is the year, if New Yorkers want to save their state, this is the year to do it. Get out and vote. 
Get everybody you know to get out and vote on Tuesday, November 8th. Boom. Uh, the only thing I'll correct you on is Biden's not calling anybody. He's talking into a stapler, but nobody wants to tell him it's not a phone. <laughs> that is all. That I will. All. I will. I will leave it at that. Take that under consideration. Uh, good stuff. Uh, best of luck. And we'll certainly talk to you after the election. OK, bud. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Take Be care. well. There he goes. Mike Lawler, the website firemaloney.com. And yes, I mean, we make jokes about the president. But let's be honest, man, if you've been paying attention to this thing right now, there's no way you're looking at this and being like, oh, this guy, this guy, he's got it under control. And even if the media wants to cover for him and say we're wrong to make fun of him, world leaders don't take their cue from the media. They take their cue from what they're watching him do on TV. World leaders are all sitting around saying the same thing Lincoln does. If you like Biden so much, name three of his complete sentences. The show that's standing up to big tech. Get those nerds! 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 You're listening to Fox Across America. Bottom of the ninth here on Fox Across America. If you're going to miss me, I know it's an emotional moment for a lot of you as I exit your lives for the day. Uh, we were on Fox and Friends this morning. Me and Steve Ducey had a sit down, talked about Joe Biden. We posted that video on the Fox Across America Facebook page. We will also uh, be posting video of today's Fox and Friends first hit there shortly after we go off the air. And if you want to hang out with me in person, if you're just that, you know, dialed into this little movement of ours, uh, let's not forget I'll be in Vegas this week at the Red Rocks Resort. Uh, my man Charles McBee, you hear him on the show all the time. He's opening for me. Uh, both shows are sold out, but we're going to be in the casino all night gambling. We're not flying to Vegas to watch Netflix in our rooms. Uh, come down to Red Rocks, play a couple of hands of cards, hang out with your radio buddy, and I don't know, maybe loan me a couple of bucks to get to the airport afterwards because me and Vegas never get along. Uh, if that's not your bag, you're not in that area, I will be down in Oklahoma City. Hey, girl. Uh, Friday night, December the 9th, Saturday night, December the 10th, I will be at the Bricktown comedy club the following week i'll be in fort wayne indiana and that is friday night december the 16th saturday night december the 17th uh that is the summit city comedy club in fort wayne it's going to be a banger so i hope you can make one of them we'll be back on the air tomorrow to do the radio thing we got a little tv going on there's a lot happening but the point is this show is over so you know pay up and get the out i'm kidding you know I love you guys, and I miss you already. If you want to chat, message me on the Fox Across America Facebook page. But however you spend your evening, the only request we ever make, the only homework assignment we ever give is be a Republican, be a Democrat, just don't be a Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for Outkick the Show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on Outkick.com forward slash watch. Listen to the show ad free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.